1: You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. This is
0: a house of learned
1: doctors. And Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. As soon as your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
2: Welcome in, welcome back, welcome to the happy hour here on 93.7 The Ticket, the Ticket I'm Rico Austin over here to my left, Uh, and today Nebraska got some fantastic news. Yesterday Nebraska got some very surprising fantastic news. As the transfer portal, although it is closed, Uh, you can no longer put your name in the portal unless you are an Alabama player. Okay, closed. Nebraska got some great news as offensive lineman Micah Mazuka. That name should sound familiar to you if you were paying attention over the last year to Nebraska football, which, if you're listening to the show, why weren't you last year? Uh, and wide receiver Jamal Banks have committed to the University of Nebraska. Now, Micah Mazuka, again, that name should sound familiar because last year, around this time, actually, he was considering. Nebraska. He was down Mm -hmm. between Nebraska and Florida. He's a 6'5", 330-pound offensive guard, uh, and he was transferring out of Baylor. Uh, He was referred to as a road grader, uh, and he decided to go to Florida over Nebraska. When he got to Florida, uh, was there for a while, Florida's uh, strength and conditioning coach referred to him as a bare-knuckle brawler, which he then proceeded to show us all was true as he squared up and took a swing at a Tennessee player during this last season. Uh, so Micah Mazuka decides to leave Florida for his final season and transfer to Nebraska. Adding to an already veteran offensive line, mm-hmm. uh, you think he'll, well not think, he will slide in there and, and play one of those guard spots um, to bolster an offensive line that is blocking for a true freshman quarterback.
1: Most likely a true freshman quarterback. It's gonna be a true. Freshman. Most likely a true freshman quarterback.
2: It's gonna be
1: Dylan Ryan. Rico between the Mazuka move and the the Banks um acquisition um downtown Scott says it's Mazcua. That's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled. It's pronounced Mazuka. It's very weird, but Bizarre. that's how it's pronounced. Yes. So you get Dylan Raiola. Obviously, hype is through the roof, and you're like, okay. Been a good off season already. This is nice. I like this. You get into portal season and you haven't lost anyone major yet. Nope okay. I, I like where things are heading and trending. Which is going to change. Oh, yeah. It, it absolutely will. But for now, I feel good. And then, you know, portal season's here and you're looking to add to the roster. You you want a big play wide receiver. Oh, wait. Here's this guy that was a, you know. All conference level performers, first two years at Wyoming, mm-hmm. averages 20 yards a catch on 50 catches, and Isaiah Nayor, who now has college football playoff experience with Texas. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a wide receiver you can count on. Hey, that's pretty you nice. I like that. Hope he stays healthy, but what a what an addition. And then out of the blue, or no, then you get Dowdle, mm-hmm. right? Visiting from Oregon. Hey, you're you looking don't to know add if you to have your,
2: it running back. Yeah, you're looking to add to your running back room because you've got yeah. some injury played guys in there. You right. have a guy who showed up. Last last year uh, in Emmett Johnson, but still young, still still can do a little bit more to his mm-hmm. body to to be prepared for that that Big Ten football. Mm-hmm. And you you go to you go to Oregon and you get the when he came out of high school was the number six number eight running back uh, high out of four high star
1: at SEC country. went to
2: Oregon, once
1: immediate playing time, looks the part of a Matt Rule um, style of
2: running back. What's it, Six three two fifteen.
1: Uh, yeah, somewhere between you know at six two two. 10, when six, did, three, two, 15, When like did that. running
2: backs get over six feet? Derrick Henry. What is happening?
1: Derrick Henry. Pretty this much. ridiculous. Um, so you get doubt, you get Nayor on the same weekend. That's mm-hmm. huge. out of the, out of the blue, out of nowhere. Micah Mizuka just decides to tweet. I'll be playing my last year of eligibility
2: at the university of Nebraska. Hashtag GBA. Like, what? Where did I, this come from? I know you I were talking to people who know more about this than yeah. us. And we were talking to people who know. And his name never came up.
1: And it's not like there's not a connection, right? Because he visited last year. His recruiting you know, profile before, he was recruited to Baylor by members of the staff. So they know him. And his younger brother is a walk-on on the team. Um, I think it was his younger brother saying, yeah, he finally made the right decision. I don't know what took him so long to come around. Just uh-huh. kind of funny. But, okay, so you get an offensive guard. You're probably missing both your guards. I mean, Nuri graduated, mm-hmm. and Ethan Piper's coming off a knee injury. We'll see what his availability is. Um, Isn't he done? He could come back for a year. I'm pretty sure. I predict- pretty because we were talking about that with Evan Blaine yesterday, and it, he, I thought Did he, he say- mentioned that Piper could come back. I could have
2: swore he was done because we were talking about this yesterday. Um,
1: I thought he was he committed. Two, but Evan put a little doubt in my mind. Okay, he might be back. Maybe either way, there's at least one guard spot, if not both guard spots, up for grabs. You look like you have that locked down with a guy who's started and played at a high level at two different schools and two different conferences.
2: Again, road grader.
1: And then today, you get the guy who is the number eight receiver in the ACC, according to Pro Football Focus, that has over a thousand yards in his career, sure handed, big bodied target. Who, Michigan and Notre Dame. I think Oregon was in on him, too. Mm -hmm. And he chooses Nebraska. Big schools. Rico, like, I'm trying very hard to make this team prove it to me. Don't do it. I am getting
2: excited. Don't do it. I am getting excited. I have to wait until the season is one week away before I get excited. That's my rule. I will downplay (sighs) it. And look, I'm warning all of you right now. Look, look, look. Hold on. Hold on. Look at Rico staring into his eyes. Look at me right now. Look at zoom, him. I'm going to zoom in on my face really fast. Oh, and I'm moving your camera. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Ah. I got I to zoom in on my face real fast. Just real fast. All right. I need you all to look at me. Okay. I will downplay this entire off season. Okay. I am not going to drink the Kool-Aid. I am not going to say how great this team is going to be. I'm going to make them prove it to me in practice, even though I'll never be able to see practice. All right. I am going to tell you how, I mean, they're okay. You know, it's a true freshman quarterback and the wide receivers are new and one's coming off of an injury and, you know, the running back is pretty young and the running back room's unproven. Uh, the offensive line looks good and we'll have questions about the defense. I'm going to do that. Okay. I will do that. But one week before the season is going down. We're going to get excited. We're going to have some fun. If Piper does have a year, by the way. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, dad.
1: My brother played against him in uh, high school basketball. Really? Yeah. And he's in his first year of law school. So he's got time. Dang. Yeah. My all brother, right. not Ethan Piper. Anyways, <laughs> brag. Um, So, yeah, there's all of that. Jamal Banks' comments, Rico, about how it felt like family. It felt different, and he couldn't explain what it was at Nebraska. Like, he couldn't put it into words. But mm-hmm. as soon as he got here, heard from the coaches, he just felt a different vibe. This is only offseason number two. I don't like it. And you're getting high-level ACC, nope. Pac-12, Big 12. SEC transfers. Don't do this to me, Rico. Here's the thing: I have the reputation as the hater. Mm-hmm. That is me.
2: Mm-hmm. Keep it going, please.
1: I'm working on it. I need you, but to I'm finding it incredibly difficult right now. <laughs> of course, it will all hinge on the the play calling and on how quickly the quarterback adjusts mm-hmm. to whether it's the college game for the first time or a new offense. If it's you know Harburg, whatever. But here's the thing. If Nebraska is actually able to reel in Dana Holgerson as OC and quarterbacks coach, I am going over the edge. He's not going to be the OC. Yeah. Satterfield, Satterfield, stay in the OC. Here, no, here's my here's my rationale, right? Clearly, Satterfield is a rule guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rule loves Marcus Satterfield. Mm-hmm. Respect him for that. If he's your guy, what you do is you see him getting pilloried in the media. You respect the work he put in. But if you want to keep him around, the easiest way to keep him around is by taking OC off of his plate. Yeah. Keeping him as tight ends coach, where no one will think about it. Yeah, but Austin. All you have to do is not screw up Carter Nelson, and you're good. Austin. You can make someone else take the heat. Austin,
2: have you seen how much he's getting paid? Think how much Dana Holkerson's going to get paid not, to be OC. You're not taking that Rule didn't use away. his whole staff bonus I, I understand. Pool, so there's money pay, to be spread you're not around. you pay a tight ends coach a million dollars. You might because he's your guy. That's not going to happen. He's your boy. That's not going to happen. He's staying as the he's O.C. He's not staying as the he's O.C. He's staying as the O.C. You do not give Marcus Satterfield in, play
1: calling responsibilities over Dana Holgerson. If Holgerson
2: comes in, he you will do be not your quarterback's it. coach, and that is it. He maybe you'll, maybe you'll go co-offensive coordinators. Maybe you do that, but you're not taking the offensive coordinator title away from Satterfield after the season ended and you said that he was staying on as your O.C. That was before he knew Dana Holgerson was available. It's not, it's not Things happening. can change. That's not happening.
1: You can operate with the best information you have at the time and then change your mind when better options become available.
2: Austin, don't do that. Leave Satterfield
1: alone. I want him on staff. He's fine. I have very little beef with Marcus Satterfield.
2: He will stay as the OC and he will move no. to tight ends coach. He will we'll throw a co in Incorrect. front of it. We'll throw a co in front of it. Co-offensive Maybe. coordinator, tight ends coach Dana Holgerson. Again, <laughs> if it happens, if the rumors are true, he was in town co-offensive coordinator, quarterback's coach. There you go. Problem Dana has,
1: Dana has been co-OC before, Boom. but in terms of the guy that actually calls the plays, it'll
2: be Dana Holgerson. Look, Satterfield will, will be
1: plenty involved in game planning, but uh-huh.
2: Holgerson will call the plays. Well, maybe that is true, but you're not going to take the title away from Satterfield. You
1: can <laughs> but, give but him the co, isn't, and then isn't he's just giving just not him
2: call the plays. co a demotion? Uh, yes.
1: But again, so why do the half measure? Because take, you're not take the heat off your guy.
2: Publicly, Austin, because you're not going to take the money away from him. You don't have to. You're not paying you a tight end coach a million dollars. Coaching pool money. You're, how are you going to rationalize paying your tight ends coach? You don't else? have
1: to rationalize it. It's college football. It's Nebraska. Ridiculous. If you win,
2: no one cares. Pay everyone else more money. Sure. Okay, fine. If we're doing that, then I agree. <laughs> Anyways, we uh, when Jamal Banks committed. We had Schaefer, who was still in the, uh, in the studio. We brought him in. Well, he was still in the building. He was in the, we brought him into the studio, and he was talking about how Jamal Banks and his uh, being a big bodied wide receiver, being experienced, how bringing him and Nayor, who, you know, two experienced wide receivers, is going to help this very young wide receiver room exponentially. Because you look at a guy, he said this, he said, you look at a guy like Malachi Coleman, who is still pretty raw in terms of a wide receiver, right? He you know, a great athlete. Showed that he could be a wide receiver this last season, but was probably a guy that you were looking to redshirt him and the rest of the freshmen, Jalen Lloyd, Jaden Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with these two experienced wide receivers, instead of just instead of just learning from Garrett McGuire and your wide receivers coach, you can mimic, mirror these guys who have done it before. Mm-hmm. This guy who in the ACC had back-to-back 600-plus yard seasons. This guy who had two fantastic seasons at Wyoming probably would have had some better seasons at Texas had it not been for an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you can mirror them, do what they do, learn from them in terms of this is how you do this. You know, this is what I would do. This is how you blah, 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 all of these things. And that's going to help this young wide receiver room exponentially because again, Garrett McGuire, no matter your feelings about him, no matter whatever, he is the wide receivers coach. And I think he did a pretty good job considering he had, they had to play, you know, three freshmen this last season at wide receiver. Um, they made some improvements as the season went on, but there's no real, um, there's no real, I can't remember the word for experience. Like you have no, experience, yeah, no substitute yeah. for experience. And these guys had the experience. Maguire was a quarterback who's coaching wide receivers. I'm not saying it can't be done. It is being done, but these guys have done it and they can show the young guys how to do it and done it at a high level, right? It,
1: it, it's one thing to be experienced, you know, to, to have been through a lot of practices and suited up on a lot of game days. But I think sometimes we're too deferential to experience just because it's an older guy when a younger guy is more talented. And there's mm-hmm. a difference, right? If the young guy's not ready, go with the older experienced guy if the talent level is comparable in most cases, especially on the offensive and defensive lines, mm-hmm. probably at linebacker, probably at safety where communication is key. If you look at receiver, if you look at running back, I tend, at those positions to err on the side of let the younger guys cook. If they're just as talented and they're figuring it out on the fly, baptism by fire. But <laughs> Nebraska bringing, you know, Nayor and Banks in at wide receiver is not just experienced guys. It's talented. Yes. Experienced guys. Two of them. Now, does that mean fewer snaps for Coleman, Lloyd, Doss? Yes. Yeah, it does. But I think they're creative, innovative ways that future offensive coordinator, Solo Dana Holgerson will be able to You're the worst. work in tight ends, and you know at least two of those receivers, if not three of them, with a running back. I don't think he's going to abandon running the ball, but my guess is Doss gets kicked down the line a little bit. He looked the least ready of them in game action. Well, he was the most ready until he broke his hand. He was, but he didn't come back quite as strong. So, a broken hand. My guess is you see Naor and Banks. Outside, Mm -hmm. Coleman as the backup. I think you see Lloyd in the slot a
2: lot. I think Lloyd's your starting slot. Don't forget, somebody's coming back off an injury. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. He is an experienced
1: guy. He does not strike me as exciting as the freshman. He'd be the slot guy.
2: I prefer Jalen Lloyd. I do too, but I do like Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. He's not bad, but he doesn't excite me. He showed what he could do in one game Two years ago, and then got hurt on his birthday in the first game against Minnesota. He had a great game against Northwestern,
1: no showed, redshirted, portaled, unportaled, Mm -hmm. then got hurt. Again, he's fine. Like, it's it's fine having him back. I'm not mad about it. He'll play a role for the team, but I think he'll be your slot guy. I don't think he should be. I think it should be Lloyd. Again, let the young guy cook.
2: I love Lloyd, I love his speed. I love every I love his athleticism. I'm excited to see him on the track this this winter and spring as indoor season is upon us mm-hmm. but and although I think that he and I said this before uh coming in, I thought that he was going to be the best wide receiver in the class. I think that he still has a little bit of a ways to go and would benefit from again i, I I don't want to say that he he's going to redshirt, shirt. I think he would do better with a redshirt. but his athleticism and talent is going to be hard to keep off the field to use in situations like they, I think they ran the reverse one time. He ended mm-hmm. up getting a first down, but that's a play that you could use more often. And then his, his speed just getting open down the field. But then again, that's kind of what Naor is going to be. Let me just address
1: this on the text line real quick. 1256 says Coleman, not ready to be a, Big Ten, power Five, true number one, whiteout, absolutely not. But mm-hmm. he showed last year he's ready to be on the field, yeah, in I some capacity. I like he's, he's not raw. a superstar yet, but there's enough there that you're okay with him in a supporting role in one more year of seasoning, especially behind the scenes, the stuff we won't see.
2: Mm-hmm. You're prepared for him to take the leap in twenty five yeah. I, again, he's raw. he's he hasn't been playing football all that long, no, but he's a guy who has insane athleticism better than average hands and is improving his route running every single day. So he's a guy who, again, might not be ready to be that number one guy this next year, maybe, and maybe we'll still be a little bit lower than you want him to be the following year, but he's a guy who can develop into a very solid big 10 wide receiver. Oh yeah. Again, not going to say right now as things stand right now, not going to say all big 10, but a very solid big 10 wide receiver that you can look at and think, yeah, this is a this is a guy who you know helps our offense to move along. I don't know, that sounds bad. But still. no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Words are hard sometimes. It's true. Uh we're going to take a break up next. The coaching carousel is crazy. We talked a little bit about the legendary coaches stepping down. Uh what does that mean for where they were at? What does that mean for Alabama? Where are they looking? Who are they looking at? Uh one coach who was rumored to pretty much be a lock already not going to happen. Uh, Bill Belichick, mutually parting ways. Usually that just means that they were fired uh, from the Patriots. Uh, Pete Carroll, mutually parting ways in terms of coaching from the Seahawks. He still has a chance to stick around with uh, with the organization in some role. But what's next for the Seahawks, for the Patriots, for Alabama? And you know what? Pour one out for your boy Nick Saban, everybody. Here's the
1: thing. $30 to the upside bar and lounge, not just $15, $30. For the first person to come by the studio between now and four with a Coke and an oatmeal cream pie for me. <laughs> In honor of Nick Saban.
2: There you go. You
1: know where to find me. I ain't hard to find. We'll be I right back. I ain't hard back. to find.
2: We'll be right back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter
1: at Nick underscore singert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket